Welcome to the Guardrail Podcast. This is a podcast about what it looks like when you ask God to give you eyes to see and ears to hear. We describe all the many things God has shown us as we have pursued a deeper walk with Him. I'm Rachel. And I'm Fa. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. The Guardrail Podcast. <laughs> We're your hosts, Rachel and Fa. We are your hosts. We're thankful that you're here with us again for another week. I hope you enjoyed your Thanksgiving break. Yeah. Um, hope you had good turkey. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. I, I do hope that. <laughs> 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 Hopefully, you... we did have good turkey. Fa wants me to For talk once. about. Fa yeah. wants me to talk about us. He's looking at me funny, like I he wants me to mention it. So I'm to going to. Fa made an amazing turkey this year. He brined it, put some things in there, and um, smoked it, and it was delicious. In fact, we're still eating it. <laughs> Injected I mean, it. Is it still good? It. Did you eat it today? Was it still? Yeah, good? it tastes great. You know nice. what? Fun fact about me though is like I don't like eating leftover turkey. Like I have to force myself to eat it. I don't know what it is about the leftover part of it. Just, I don't know. This doesn't go down the same. But anyway, it was really good. It was very delicious. I'm putting it on the record now that Fa made an amazing turkey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was good turkey. He is the champion of turkeys now. <laughs> Thank you. Which is important to know because in the past, there have been some failures of the turkeys. I didn't know that just seasoning your turkey wouldn't season your turkey. Yeah, there's a lot you had to learn. Yeah. But uh, also, fun fact that he learned is that you have to put oil in the air, f- in the, not the air fryer, but the oil in the um, deep frying turkey thing before oh, yeah. you turn the fire on it. Or well, else I didn't it think that if you turn the... F- melt your pan. Yeah. I don't think that the pan would melt because it's like ridiculous to think about that. It's made of aluminum. I know. So it it melts <laughs> without oil in it apparently. So that that was a year when we didn't have good turkey. Yeah. All. Yeah. Then I seasoned the turkey and it was crap. <laughs> and dry. But this year I brined, I rubbed it, some butter and garlic under the skin and I injected the turkey. You basically covered all the bases <laughs> to make sure that you it was good. You think you would get um, salty, but it didn't. It was nice. It did taste really good. Nice turkey. It was probably the best turkey I've had. Yeah. Which is saying a lot because I've had some good turkey. Mm-hmm. So that that's a, uh, you get a gold star, Fox. <laughs> Thank you. Where every, everybody's You know what was crazy? Mm-hmm. Um, I ate that turkey and I had only had the white meat. Yeah. And then, you know, I was full. And then you're like, oh, you got to get the dark meat. That's where the flavor is. And it was amazing. It was like even better than the... Yeah, I mean, that's the the good meat. I had forgotten about that because the, the, uh, the breast was so good. Yeah. I was like, oh, can't get better than this, you know? Yeah, no, it does. And then I'm Always like, oh my God, meat. dark meat's like yeah. even more amazing. Yeah. It was so good. Like we didn't even like get to eat like the legs and stuff. Because that's usually what I go to first. But the breast was so good already. I was like, oh, I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> it really was good. That gravy was good, too. Yeah, so good job. I hope everyone else had similar experiences. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great Thanksgiving, though, because normally I wouldn't say this on a Thanksgiving. I have to go to work, but everybody knows I'm a nurse. And you have to work on holidays. Yeah. Usually every other holiday. 
And, um, but the thing is that when you work overnights, you end up either on the night before the holiday, which is technically your holiday or the night of your holiday, either working on one or the other. So this year I worked on Thanksgiving night and came to work. So basically what that meant is I had to sleep in, uh, Thanksgiving day until like 12, 1230. Yeah. I woke up. I came downstairs. The food was done. (laughs) (laughs) I sat down and I ate. I ate my fill. And then I sat on the couch and fell asleep until work. And then I came (laughs) to work. And it was like the best Thanksgiving. I was like, this is nice. You seem really pleased. I was very happy with it. happy that you're like, you napped. I didn't have to do a thing. It was so good. I was like, this is what men for countless generations have Mm -hmm. done on Thanksgiving. And no wonder people want to be men nowadays (laughs) nowadays yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's great <laughs> yeah. you just show up and eat and lay down sleep man you die early though if you're a man so yeah <laughs> but anyway what you got for us today so today store? we're talking about other creatures that you don't eat mm. well you can eat that creature mm, that you're gonna talk about no i can't you can no i mean you can technically eat any creature you want to eat no but people do Eat no. that. No mm-hmm. one eats that. Yes. No. Yes. I've no. seen it on YouTube. <laughs> no, no I've one eats it. I've seen it. They do eat it. <laughs> Nobody eats groundhog spa. They do. Who? I've seen people hunting for it. That doesn't mean they eat them. No, they the, the guy hunted it and he ate it. There's no way groundhogs Let's taste agree it. to disagree. Go ahead. Okay, whatever. So today I'm going to talk about groundhogs. <laughs> 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 so one one night one worship night we had here our meetings um i was praying and worshiping (laughs) yeah anyway um it was like back in the summer which is important detail because this one was a long situation but anyway i was praying and i saw okay a little side note here i have a pond a garden pond that I made in my backyard. Right. And you give me a platform to talk about that pond. I will I will take <laughs> that platform and talk about it any day of the week. So we don't we're running we're running out of time already. Yeah. Um but so I can't go into it. But if you know me personally and you ever want to talk about my pond, I'll talk about it with you. Anyway, so I made this pond by hand. I dug it out. But anyway, so it's amazing. But um broke your really, arm or something. I'm really proud of it. No, Digging I didn't break it, it. I got tendonitis. but anyway what you know what you can know about me listeners is that when i set my mind to something i get very determined about finishing it so digging this massive hole by myself for eight hours straight before work before work will lead to tendonitis before a 12-hour shift as a nurse (laughs) yeah so anyway um i saw jesus outside so also, fun fact that we now have groundhogs in our yard. It's winter now ish. Not kind of. no more. Not no more. But um, anyway, <laughs> we did have a lot of groundhogs this year, this summer. Um, they're popping up, trying to destroy everything I built and everything I love. And so they've been quite a, a curse for me. And, and no one else really cares, but I do. But anyway. They're eating my flowers and my stuff out there, my plants, mm-hmm. everything that I love. Um, there's a couple of them now. So there used to only be one in the front yard. We saw him past summers, didn't bother with him. He never, he wasn't close. Yeah. But anyway, now there's a couple in our backyard and they're messing around with my flowers and stuff and eating stuff. 
and um, digging crap up, like freaking digging huge holes underneath the hot tub <laughs> and everything. It makes me so upset. So I'm seeing Jesus outside in the backyard and he has one of those like leather, like long animal control gloves and he grabs this groundhog and the sucker is like trying to fight him back and bite him. <laughs> and and Jesus takes the groundhog and he shoves him into my little garden pond and drowns him. And well. um, yeah. And so I was like, huh. So I was like, that's funny. And I was in the middle of like worship or whatever. So I didn't like, you know, whatever. So I just kind of went on with my night. But um, later I was like, what was that about Jesus? And I started praying about that and seeing these groundhogs in my mind, you know, out there eating my plants. And Jesus was in the garden, like tending to my garden. And like these stupid groundhogs were out there like ripping crap up and like digging holes in my garden. Mm. And it upset me even though it wasn't really happening like physically. But anyway, <laughs> so I'm like praying about that. God, what does that mean? I don't know what that means. Um, I have no like information about it. And I go on vacation. Like I didn't, I don't know. I don't remember praying about it much on vacation, like blah, blah, blah. But I just periodically would see Jesus and these groundhogs and these groundhogs were like eating the blooms off of my flowers and stuff. Anyway, um, kept praying about that and um i'm asking god like what do the groundhogs represent what does that actually mean god i don't know what you're trying to say what is going on and i finally felt like the holy spirit was saying to me is that these groundhogs are these groundhogs represent your expectations and so or expectation right? yeah and i was like well okay expectation but like groundhogs are destructive and they're awful vermins, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. pests. And so it's like destroying the garden. I see Jesus is tending to my garden and planting things. And so basically these groundhogs are coming around destroying the blooms and like destroying the blossoms and uprooting the garden that Jesus is planting in me. And so I was like, so it's not a good thing, obviously. So right. I was like, what expectations? And the Holy Spirit was like, well, expectations of your flesh. Hmm. And so I was like, all right, so that means that I have, there are, my flesh is, you know, they're my flesh is in control and running rampant and and destroying the fruits of the spirit or whatever, like whatever Jesus is planting in me. That's what I'm some, you know, surmising about everything, and I'm praying about it, and I'm like, okay, God, I don't want any expectations of the flesh, like uh, blah, blah blah. What is my flesh expecting? You know, like what does that even mean? Yeah. What does it look like? Um, really, like what are you trying to say, God? Blah blah blah. And so I'm I, I'm telling you weeks and like maybe a month or two went by and I really didn't get much clarity about this. I was just praying, you know, okay, God, I want to live by the spirit, not the flesh, you know, yada, yada. Yeah. So anyway, um, I kind of forgot about it and then was driving one day and I was thinking about, um, so I've mentioned on here before, I've written a children's book. It's in the process of being um made 2024 published, people published yes yeah. so it's in the process of that and i'm thinking about my book and what i'm expecting from my book right and like of course like deep down i'm like you know how amazing would it be if like that sucker sells a lot you know <laughs> <laughs> make a lot of money off of it or something like that'd be so great if god just blesses it and like you know things are happening and it's so great And, um, so I'm like praying about that. And then I started to think about how, uh, 
Christian celebrities, you you cannot name one that doesn't have a book, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't name one that isn't selling you a book. And then I started thinking about that. And I was like, that's interesting thought. And I was like, these Christian celebrities, and I'm meaning like, pastors, you know, evangelists, these big name household names for Christian world, like these people everyone knows, Joel Osteen, Joyce Meyer, uh, Christine Kane, you know, I I literally cannot pick one Christian celebrity that doesn't have a book. Right. Yeah. And um, I was just like thinking about that. I was like, that's interesting. And I'm like asking the Holy Spirit, I was like, is that like how it goes? Like you get famous, you get revelation from God, like God anoints you and then you write a book and sell it and then you make all your money off of like the books or whatever. (laughs) And I was just thinking about that. I was like, something about that seems off to me. Not writing a book and selling it. There's nothing wrong with that. Like being creative is not wrong and you know, whatever and making money, you gotta eat, right? But I was like, there's something about the selling of revelation or like i don't know i just i kept hearing that verse that like um you know freely given or like freely received freely given or freely given freely received whatever you know and i was just like i don't want to capitalize on the gospel like i yeah i don't know there's just something about like the expectation, like God gives me revelation and then I sell it to everybody else. <laughs> but God like gave it to me, you yeah, know? Yeah. But now I'm going to make a profit um, on it. So I was asking the Holy Spirit, I was like, is that wrong? Like, is that, like, what, what are the expectations here? And that's when the Holy Spirit reminded me of the groundhogs. It's like mm-hmm. the expectation for me writing a children's book, what is my actual expectation? And I had to examine myself. I'm like, is my expectation for little kids to know how to pray and know how to have a relationship with God? Or is my expectation to sell books and make money or be known or be famous or be something, right? And so it was just a thought, right? I was just thinking about expectations. And so like I was kind of asking God, I'm like, well, what's the right thing? And for me personally, as of right now, I think that the expectation for my book is so that children can know about Jesus and they can know about how to pray and how to talk to God and how to cultivate their prayer life. And so I'm like, Oh, screw it. Then I just freaking hand it out to little kids on the street. Like I ain't got (laughs) to make money off of that, you know? Yeah. But whatever. Right. So it just led me back to the groundhogs expectation, expectation. So I'm praying and praying and praying. What does that mean? And if, if I'm having expectation of the flesh, that means that there are parts of my flesh that are still in control. Right. So I'm like, God, what are they? What are the expectations of the flesh that are still running rampant in my life? You know, that are destroying your blooms, your blossoms. Right. And I started to think about um, God led me to the story about Jesus and the fig tree. You know, he's on his way. I think it's to Jerusalem, right, where he's he's going to go start flipping over tables. Yeah. But he's traveling and he's hungry. And so he sees a fig tree in Mark. I think it's Mark 11. Yeah, Mark eleven twelve through 25, right? Jesus is hungry with his disciples. He sees a fig tree. Mind you, figs are not actually in season right now. I think they've already picked them. Or, yeah, I'm pretty sure they've already come and picked the figs. Yeah, right. But um, Jesus goes over to it and was like, I'm hungry. There's no figs on this tree. So Jesus curses the fig tree. 
and um, goes to Jerusalem, flips some tables. Like Jesus was like in a bad mood that day. (laughs) He was hungry. Yeah, he was was hungry. (laughs) But anyway, then like later, they they pass by this fig tree again. Probably not the same day, but later, and then it's like shriveled, right? And because God curses the fig tree, he says, you're not going to ever bear fruit again. And so I was like, I never understood. I mean, I kind you get you like understand what's what been taught to you about that, like yeah. you know, like okay, but like I don't get it. Like it, the fig tree wasn't even in season. Like why curse it? You know? Yeah. But I started to think about that, and about how the fig tree was supposed to have figs, right? It's supposed to bear fruit, right? Right. And so again, praying, but I have like no idea what any of what God, well, I don't know what Holy Spirit's trying to tell me about any of this. And I just keep praying like, God, give me a revelation on what you're trying to say. What do the groundhogs mean? What does it all mean? What are you saying? So weeks pass. I get nothing. Weeks pass. And um, I I went on vacation like I had told you. And so down at like Tennessee in the mountains, there's like, well, first off, you're in the South, so you're going to get some, like, Christian things. <laughs> <laughs> there is literally uh, a store called, um, oh, man, I can't remember what it's called. It's something like. Praise Him or something. Yeah, like, the it was like a gift shop that was, like, Bible or something. <laughs> like, really random. <laughs> so, like, guess it must be a Christian that owns that place. So, we go in there. I bought like a little um like bumper sticker but for my phone. Mm. And it says faith can move mountains. It's a little like camping lantern. Not yeah, that I yeah, camp, yeah, yeah. but <laughs> I was like, I like Jesus. I'm going to buy this and put it on my phone. <laughs> and a little picture of mountains and I was like, that's so nice. I'm so inspired <laughs> to spend my money on this. So, I put it in the back of my phone case. Blah blah blah. So, like again, months pass and I have this on my phone. And at work, uh, whenever I put my phone out, I always put my phone face down because I just do. I don't know why. But now that I put that bumper sticker on mm. my back of my phone, mm. I noticed that I don't flip it upside down. I flip it so that the bumper sticker can't be seen <laughs> at the nurse's station. <laughs> and this had been like all summer. I like caught myself doing that. And I was like, why am I doing that? And then, like, I'd reason, be like, oh, it's just because, like, I don't, first off, I just don't want anyone asking me questions about it, or I don't mm. know. I don't want to draw attention to myself. I don't want to, like, I don't know, like, explain. Like, I'm, I'm a pretty private person. I, people don't know who anything about me, typically. Yeah. They do now, after <laughs> all this, but, <laughs> but before all this, um, I didn't talk about myself and I, I typically don't talk about myself or my personal life at work. And um, so for me, anyway, I was like, it's just because like, I don't want to have to explain stuff like I'm busy, blah, blah, blah. Mm, you yeah. know, I don't want anybody asking. <laughs> it sounds so bad. And that was that. Right. And then like I'd go about my business and then I kept thinking about that. And even I went to the nail salon. And the same thing, I didn't flip my phone on its back like I usually do. I, I flipped it, you know, I put it on his back so that the yeah. bumper sticker, phone show, sticker yeah. shouldn't show. And I was like, huh. You know, it just like nef- nothing overwhelming. Never a thought being like convicted or feeling a certain way. Just like a a little like. Unconscious huh. behavior. It, it was like I did it unconsciously. And then there, after I did it, when I recognized I did it, there was just a little like, I wonder if that's because I'm ashamed of it. <laughs> but then I would reason it away. Yeah. Like, no, I'm not ashamed. 
Like, and in fact, I know I'm not ashamed of God because like anytime anybody asks me anything, I'll freely share about it at work right. with anybody. Like you ask me no problem, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so for me, it's like, okay, I'm not ashamed. I just reasoned it away that it's just like, I don't want to be, I don't want to explain stuff right now. I don't want to draw attention to myself. I don't want to, I don't know, be inconvenienced, <laughs> I guess. So the reason I bring that up is because I kept thinking about that and and the groundhogs and i was like i don't know honey this is related i don't i don't know what you're saying god i'm praying i kind of gave up the groundhog thing because i was just like okay god i don't want i want to live by the spirit so i think it's just a matter of like you know being sanctified mm-hmm. <laughs> you know <laughs> whatever <laughs> like so let's just live by the the spirit not the flesh right so but the holy spirit kept telling me he was like if there are expectations of the flesh there are things of the flesh still active in you there are things that haven't died yet right and um was like well i don't know what they are god so you're not telling me stuff right so i keep going and um so one night i was praying and i saw the i saw myself um i had long hair but i took a shaver and I started shaving my head bald and um, like Jesus, like, like handed me the shaver and I shaved yeah. my head bald. And I was like, I did not like that at all. <laughs> I was like, God, what are you showing me? This is, I don't like it. <laughs> what does this mean? <laughs> I was scared that like he was trying to tell me I had like cancer or something. I was going to die or whatever. Like that's oh, what it looked like a yeah. cancer patient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like that. I was ready to start rebuking that. I was like, no, that's not Jesus. No, no, no. Yeah. no I'm not like, I, I like legit got scared, but I was like, I'm just going to like let him finish what he's showing me. Right. Right. And so what I saw was I shaved my head and then it got even creepier. I saw my funeral and that's like, I was like, no, what is Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? I saw my funeral and like there were people, I was, my body was in the casket and um, I saw Jesus like come take me over as a viewing, like you go over, you know, and look at the dead body and I was yeah. like, what the heck? And then I go <laughs> sat down, like sit down with Jesus in the audience of the, the you know, the seats of the funeral parlor. Right. And I like stopped this vision right away. I was like, no, no, Jesus, I'm not dying. Right. Like, what are you showing me? I have cancer or something. I'm going to die. Like, it was super creepy. And I was praying about that. And I, I felt the peace, though. It was like, I feel like Jesus was like, no, just watch what's going on, you know. <laughs> and um, I prayed about it, prayed about it, prayed about it. Nothing. And then the next day, um, I got no clarity, but I prayed again. Right. So the next prayer time, which is the next day or whenever it was, um, praying and I see myself again with the shaved head, right? And what I saw was that I had to shave my head because I was undergoing, it was like a cancer thing. It was like chemo, right? So I, what I saw was that I went over uh, to the infusion center, which the infusion center would be where you would receive chemo, like right. actively, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. If you had cancer, for whatever reason, you would go to this infusion center, you get hooked up to the chemo machine and pump everything and like you sit there and it takes hours sometimes to have this chemo infusing and you sit there and then these poor patients and I've experienced these, these people who have to go through these treatments firsthand, like they're usually very sick, nauseous and you have to treat them for that. And, um, like they feel weak and tired and just like their whole day, 
there's nothing more to that day. Like you, you're so sick from it all. Either that day or the next day, you just feel terrible and and useless and sick and weary, you know. Mm-hmm. And what the Holy Spirit was was showing me is like, so I, I was sitting in this infusion chair for hours, right? And then, but then I saw myself like in a different scenario where I wasn't sitting. I didn't sit in the chair. What I instead decided to do was die. Wow. And so that's where I saw that funeral again. And I saw the funeral. I saw me and Jesus and I was in the crowd with Jesus and that was my dead body. And instead of staying in the funeral parlor, what we did was we went over. It was like a different scene, like right next to the funeral service, like the home. And there was this big field. And I um, I started to see like me um target practicing like it was a big field i had arrows there was like targets in front of me and jesus was showing me how to shoot a bow and arrow right and how to aim for a target and he was like okay you lift at the bow like this you pull back like this and you release at this time and you aim this way and whatever right so i'm seeing this and um we're practicing 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 and what i saw was a little groundhog run by behind the target and right. he was like shoot that groundhog <laughs> and so I was like, okay. I was like, I, I aimed, I did everything he taught me to do, and I shot the groundhog, right? Yeah. And so then what had happened was I um I started to see like there was a hill behind these targets, and there was this huge army, and I knew it was the enemy, this huge, massive army that came down over the hills and it was running towards us. And I was like, Oh my god, like <laughs> What do we do? You know? <laughs> yeah. And Jesus was like, don't be afraid. Stand firm. And he was like, you've been training for this. And I was like, I, I have. I've just been doing this targets. And he's like, you've been training for this. And he's like, he's like, all you have to do is just pick one, aim for it, and shoot. And so as I raised my bow, I picked one. I aimed for it. And what I didn't realize is that there was an angel army behind me, right? Mm. And as I was lifting my bow, they lifted their bow like in unison with me. And as I like pulled back and shot at one of the enemy, they all shot at the same time and the whole enemy fell. And he was like, okay, let's take their ground. So we go up the hill and well, so we go over the hill. I saw the enemy's camp and um, there were captives. Like the enemy had taken people prisoner. And the enemy knew we were coming. And so he took one as a hostage, you know, like took one out of the cage and like made this woman a hostage. And what was wrapped around her, it was like a snake. And I knew that like this woman, whoever was imprisoned by or inflicted with some kind of sickness. And I just, I just knew that. I don't know why there was no explanation, but like, and I was like, what do I do, Jesus? And he was like, just like we practice. He was like, lift up the bow, point at his eye. You won't miss. And so I did, I shot the enemy, right? And it fell. And as um, the one enemy fell, all the ones that were left in the camp, like retreated, they left, they fled, you know? Yeah. And these prisoners came out. And as the prisoners came out, Jesus ran and met them and they embraced Jesus and they like were hugging him and stuff. And I heard that verse in Isaiah 61. He's like, for I anointed you to set the captives free, you know? And of course that verse is in Isaiah's, prophesying about jesus but um but that's what i kept hearing and so finally i'm like god what are you showing what is all this what are you showing me the funeral the freaking groundhogs the yeah everything i don't get it like i don't understand what you're saying like i get it but i don't get it what what does this all mean and he was like he kept telling me he was like 
you either die to self or you medicate self. And he was like, when someone has cancer and it's so far gone, it's like you can either choose to medicate your sickness right, or you can die. Mm. And and he was like, your flesh is the same. He's like, you've been making provisions for your flesh. He's like, you've been choosing the infusion seed instead of the funeral casket. And he said, when you make provision for your flesh and make excuses for your flesh or when you medicate the flesh, you are left disabled. You sit in the infusion chair, you're weak, you're sick, yeah. ineffective. But he said, when you choose to die, that's when I can teach you how to live. He's like, that's when I can teach you how to do battle. That's when yeah. I can teach you to overcome and to stand firm against the enemy. But the flesh has to die in order to live. And I was like, okay, like I know that, like I get it. And that was that, right? Right. So anyway, um, so I was like, okay, I get it. Like I want to die to self. I'm going to die to flesh. I don't want to pick, you know, to medicate myself and the flesh. Like, what are you saying, God? You know, uh, praying all the things, right? So anyway, a couple days pass and um, I go back to work and, um, you know, that stupid sticker on the phone though, like <laughs> I, I I made no connection to it, but I'm like, it bothered me because I was like, I'm not ashamed of God, you know, like ask anybody, like I, yeah. I'll talk about God anytime, any day, no problem, you know? Yeah. And I was like, I don't, I don't know. You know, but like, why do I keep flipping my phone over so no one sees my stupid little sticker? You know, like, why <laughs> yeah. do I keep doing that? And I was like, I know that it's not, I'm not ashamed. Like, I, I've got like, I know that's not what it is. And I'm like, I'm reasoning it in my mind. And I'm like, kind of thinking through it. So anyway, I go home. I sleep. And as I'm waking up, like, I'm not really awake yet, but I'm somewhat in between. And the Holy Spirit was like, why don't you just ask me if you're ashamed or not? Because I realize, as the Holy Spirit said that, I didn't actually ask God that because I think right. I was probably afraid to. Oh, well, yeah. And and so finally, I, will, I that was like the thought as I'm waking. Like, I'm not awake yet. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, God, am I ashamed? Am I ashamed of you? Am I ashamed of the gospel? Am I ashamed of people knowing about me, uh, being a Christian, and whatever? And... <laughs> And the Holy Spirit was like, yes. And he was like, you know, the whole point of the fig tree being cursed and Jesus coming to it when he was hungry. And, you know, the whole point of the groundhogs eating the fruit that I planted in your garden and, and all of the, the, the blossoms and everything and, and everything. Do you know the point of it all? And I was like, no, I don't get it, you know? Yeah. And he said, it's not about the figs. It's not about having the fruit. It's about the display. It's a, it's about having something to display. And he said, when your expectations of your flesh to be liked and to be approved of and to fit in and to be a comfortable, mm. that's the expectations of the flesh. And the expectations of your flesh come and destroy my display. And he said, the whole point of the fig tree was that there was nothing to display and so that when I was hungry and I tried to come and eat of the tree, there was nothing there to take. And he said, I'm expecting you to have something to display for the people that are coming up to you hungry. Wow. And he's like, when you're ashamed, you don't have fruit to display. You don't have something to eat. And he said, you are ashamed because 
your expectation at work is to be comfortable, to not be bothered, to not be noticed in that yeah. way, to remain liked. And he was like, if you're honest with yourself, you want to be liked. And I am well liked at work. Yeah. And I'm afraid that if I start coming out all Christian-y and showing all my Christian vibes and things and this and that, that people won't accept me the way that they have been accepting me. Right. But he said, the fact is, is that those people are hungry. And he said, as you're ashamed, you're hiding your fruit and there's nothing for them to eat. Mm. And he said, the whole expectations of the flesh is, is that the groundhogs come and consume the things that I deposited in you to grow and to bloom and to nourish the people around you. And so if you are letting your flesh, if you're medicating your flesh, like, like what I showed was shaving my head because I had chose to make excuses for my flesh and yeah. the expectations of my flesh. I decided to tolerate the groundhogs in my garden digging up holes and making a mess because it was less uncomfortable to deal with it than to deal with the problem. And so he said, because of that, you're ineffective mm. and you're weak yeah. and you're treating a sickness that can't be cured. And he said, your flesh can't be cured. It has to die. Wow. And it's only until you choose the casket that you choose life and that you choose to be somebody that's able to walk with me and set the captives free. And, um, and so he was like the whole point of the fig tree. It was that is that there has to be, there has to be fruit to display. And, and he was like, you know, you worry about like, Oh, people go into these work situations where they're like, Oh man, should I be evangelizing and talking this and that? And he was like, you can talk all day long about me and about everything, but if you don't have any love to display, it's useless. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't matter yeah it's like this says it Corinthians like if you have not love you're just a clanging symbol and he yeah. was like it's about what's there to display is it but if you're ashamed your flesh will consume all of the all of the fruit the display yeah. so i had well, to repent crazy. a lot <laughs> i repented a lot about that because what's funny about it is is like if you ask me hey rachel are you ashamed i'd be like no and no, I'm not ashamed, but that's because I'm not honest with myself. You know, <laughs> I choose to medicate my flesh and keep it alive. That's been a thing for us lately, being deceived about our situation. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Lying to ourselves to the point that you don't even recognize that you're miles away from God or you're ashamed of God and like you're just blind. Yeah. You're blind to your sin. Yeah. You're blind to your apathy or, you know, that you're asleep spiritually. Like you're blind to all of these things. You think because uh, your mind will tell you that you are those things, but mm -hmm. your actions will lie to you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? All right. If you had asked me two years ago whether or not I was like a really good Christian, I would have been like, yeah, I'm amazing. <laughs> <laughs> like, but since then... <laughs> Having gone through a sanctification process, God's like, well, actually, you, you're pretty self-righteous. You're mm. pretty prideful. Yeah. <laughs> you're pretty ashamed of me. You'd rather be comfortable. And you'd rather live with the, the passions and the excuses of the flesh, you know, and yeah. the expectations of the flesh. And so, you know, it's just kind of, yeah, it's been a journey, man. Like, but, um, yeah, so it, it's it's what God taught me as far as like, well, you know, if if you are uncomfortable, um, I don't know, I I don't know the right way to phrase that, but I, I guess it is is that sometimes we have to ask God, or we we have to ask God, yeah, 
am I medicating my flesh? Is there something in me that I've chosen to treat instead of kill? Yeah. You know, because your flesh has to die. And um, the problem is, is that when we don't kill our flesh, people won't have anything to eat from our fig tree. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Is this making any sense? Yeah. The correlation you are the of fig all this? tree, I think. We are the fig trees. We um, have to have something to display yeah. in season and out of season. And, um, you know, but the flesh will actively consume all of the fruit. I don't think Jesus was mad at the fig tree because he knew it wasn't the season. And, you know, truth is, natural things don't, you know, put out fruit out of season. But it's just a representation of us, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, and this purpose, I guess. But, um, yeah. I don't know. It, it, it's a it's a daily process. Um, you need. This isn't something you can do yourself. Right. Exactly. You cannot search your own heart and go, "Oh yeah, I'm prideful. Oh yeah, yeah I'm afraid of. You know, I'm ashamed of Jesus. I'm ashamed of this and that." You can't. You can't. No. This is something the whole. Spirit I don't know feels. what it is. I don't <laughs> know what it is about our own understanding of ourselves that we don't know ourselves yeah and the problem is like sometimes other people can see it you know what i mean mm-hmm. other people can see that you're lying to yourself or this mm-hmm. and that but only those who have gone through this process can identify that i would say you yeah. know well it's like what does the bible say take up your cross daily yeah and follow yeah so it's like a daily dying to self yeah. So like what does that look like? Mm-hmm. You know, if that if you're not <laughs> I don't know. I I feel like, you know, in a way it does call you to a life of being uncomfortable. You have to deny yourself, right? The Bible says deny yourself, pick yeah. up the cross and follow. It's like that is not and I've said it before, it's not intuitive to us and it's not natural to us at all, you know. Yeah. Um so the Holy Spirit absolutely has to help you with that. And, mm. and but the problem, I think the first steps to it is asking Holy Spirit, are there are there things that my flesh that I, I am catering to the expectations of my flesh? Yeah. And I think that the Holy Spirit will start to show you things just like with me when I was asking about God, are there expectations of my flesh? I think sometimes it's a step process with this. I don't think the Holy Spirit yeah. should be like, yeah, you're ashamed. I don't, I wouldn't receive that from the Holy Spirit back when I just saw a groundhog being drowned in the pond. Yeah. It was God taking me through a stepped process where it was like, I ha- it got me thinking and it got me examining, asking questions. And the first step to that was about my book. Like, so if my if my goal for my book is to really advance the kingdom of God, then I shouldn't worry or be doubtful about selling it or yeah. people reading it. It shouldn't even matter. Yeah. And once I let that go, it was like a really freeing process. I'm like, oh, so it actually doesn't matter if it's successful or if I'm successful because it only matters if God's successful and he's always successful. Yeah. And he will always have his purpose fulfilled. So I'm like, the pressure's off, you know, Amen. but it got yeah. me thinking. I was like, okay, God, so if that's the case, if I had expectations of the flesh for my book, what else did I have expectations mm. of the flesh for? And so the Holy Spirit knows how to talk to you and he knows how to relate this stuff to you. And he's not unkind. That's important. He's yeah. not unkind to you yeah. either. It was never like, 
you're a piece of crap, Rachel. <laughs> Flip your phone on the backside so people can see. You know, it's like, you piece of crap. You're ashamed. <laughs> Never like that. It was always kindness. Yeah. You know, but that is what I had to share about the groundhog. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. I had forgotten that story. Mm-hmm. Like all of your other stories. You've forgotten all. This is why <laughs> we do this, folks. Yeah, so I, I gotta, don't forget. <laughs> I got to get that. I was forgetting that one. I was like, I got to share about that. Because you know what? Right. There's been a lot. It's a good place to end because I got to go get our children. We have to go pick up our children. Yeah. Why don't right. you pray? Um, why don't you pray why and stop pray? the recording so I can leave? Um, all right. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you, Jesus, um, Father, for your revelation, Lord, and your mercy and your kindness towards us, Father, that you are not in, in interested in leaving us where we are, but that you are constantly, uh, if we are willing, um, leading us to a new place into a new place of righteousness and holiness like you, God. So Father, I thank you, Lord, that you don't leave us where we are, but you are you care enough about us to um, refine us and process us and take us through testing because of your goodness and your kindness. So Lord, I ask that you bless whoever listens to this, Lord, that you would just inspire hearts to to inquire of you, just like David. God, search my heart, know me, you know. Um, if there's any unclean way about me, God, take care of it, get rid of it, Lord. So we thank you, Lord, that you are there um, to make us like you and holy and a, a purified bride. So Father, I pray you bless everybody, give them joy, give them peace and safety this week in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thanks for stopping by folks. Like, and subscribe, follow us on the Instas we'll see you next and week. the socials. I guess the socials are what it's called. <laughs> I wish I was so cool to say it well. Yeah. All right. We'll see you next week. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>